the CHGO White Sox podcast, coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices, our very quiet CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago on a Friday. Why are we working? Because uh, we have five shows to do. No one else works. No. I mean, what, what did we get conned into? I mean, <laughs> we, we were the ones during the regular season that weren't working on Fridays. And I don't understand how we're the only ones here. Uh, there is the Bulls takeover tonight, so I guess that's where people are going to be. Uh, they're just waiting, uh, saving all their energy for night, which is approaching. Uh, I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. We're being produced today by Sarah. Hi. Hello. Um, Vinny Duber is not with us. I mean, he's just on vacation. Yeah, he's not with us. I understand. Yeah, I mean, he's... Well, Some he's, people oh, might be, believe that he might be oh, passed. Oh, I would have like said that. I mean, that would have been... A, that's the Ed Farmer. That would have been a lot more... He's not with us. Yes, friends. <laughs> we <laughs> no. would not be doing a show. Yes. Right. We'd be <laughs> yeah. mourning. But uh, Vin, Vinny was still doing work today as uh, Chris gets uh, talked about this trade. Right. I got his uh, transcript. So we'll uh, give you some quotes from Chris Getz. We can't give you the full color, the sights and sounds, the uh, timbre of Chris Getz... Uh, dulcet tones mm-hmm. you know uh uh whispering you to sleep right uh but i i can read read it out loud and you know we can digest it so that'll be fun we'll break down the trade the five players that the white Sox got and then herb and i will play a little game of who would you rather uh but it's basically uh two pitchers uh so that should be fun uh we got 55 people up in this joint hit the thumbs up button we appreciate you guys hanging out with us uh even though it is november 17th and baseball has been over for uh, you know 17 days yes yeah, so, much well, there you go 17 days herb knew it um are you missing it no oh okay uh 17 days uh you guys are still hanging out with us so we appreciate it uh the trade if you missed it uh, i did do a little space last night Vinny dropped an article uh herb's been tweeting about it um it is Aaron Bummer going to the Atlanta Braves for right-handed pitcher Mike Soroka, left-handed pitcher Jared Schuster, infielder and local product, of course, Nicky Lopez, right-handed pitcher from ILL, I and I, Riley Gowans, and I liked how our guy Vinny, when he first tweeted it out, said Riley Gowan. And I'm like, no, Vinny, come on. Be Chicago and embrace it. It's Gowans. It's the jewels. Gowans. <laughs> My Gowans. And then uh, a guy uh, who is a shortstop slash second baseman, uh, Braden Shoemake. Uh, Schuster and Shoemake are former first-round picks of the Braves. Shoemake back in 2019. I believe Schuster was in 2020. Soroka, former uh, sixth place finisher in the Cy Young in 2019, second in Rookie of the Year, uh, but has been dealing with a ton of injuries. And then Gowans uh, from ILL, uh, I know. <laughs> ninth round pick. And uh, he's a reliever, but has you know so, shown something. I mean, you know, not, not a guy that you had a ton of uh, stock in, I guess, when you took him in the ninth round, but he's been pretty good so far through his uh, major league career, even though it's, I guess, a minor league career. Um, so, Herb, what do you feel about just Aaron Bummer being traded? Firstly, I think that uh, every White Sox fan uh, has to deal with Aaron Bummer this last year, and the proverbial line would have been trade him for a bag of balls. Chris Getz says, I'll do you better. I'll get actually five bodies in the building for the White Sox. Most of these people will be probably on the major league roster when 2024 comes around. So, one reliever, lefty reliever for five bodies, and no matter if those bodies are good or not, 
Awesome trade right there. As I explained to somebody, it's a deal where it can't hurt you. Even if Aaron Bummer becomes the best lefty reliever of all time, does that matter? No. Exactly. Like, he wasn't going to be that here. Getting those five players and whatever their performance is, I don't think matters going forward necessarily if you're, this, te- this uh, trade's a win or not. I think it already, right here today, win for Chris Getz on his first big deal. Now, I think people are, like, going way too far on how good Michael Soroka was five years ago and trying to say, oh, that's going to be the pitcher we're getting. The 2019 guy. Remember, five years ago, guys, when we start next season. That's a little far. And then other people are like, Nicky Lopez, oh, in 2021, he had a four-war. He actually hit, and he always going to play defense. Pump the brakes. We're going to get the Nicky Lopez probably from the Royals all the rest of the years. Not the 2021 Nicky Lopez, who's good, really good. But um, like I said, he's going to probably play because he can play superb defense either at second or shortstop. So, yeah, it's a great deal for Chris Getz for what he got for a lefty reliever. Like, you can't spin this any other way. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, what I've been saying since Rick Khan has been GM um, and, and Beef Loaf mentioned it on their little show today. Uh, I didn't mean to say that a little. It's kind it, of was, it was a short. Yeah, I got it you. was a short. I mean, usually they're doing a two hour show. Little it show. was like a 15 Condensed minute little show. brief thing where him and Terezi chatted. Yes. You know, it was more of a chat, not a little show. My bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, what the hell was I talking about? Uh, oh, um, I find it odd that. You know, we I've been hyping up Brian Bannister, and I'm, I'm excited. Oh, I was making a point about the 40 man. Sorry, ADHD. Um, I've always wanted Rick Hahn to improve the 40 man roster, and this is that, um, right? You 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 add five guys to the 40 man roster, mm-hmm. and you're picking from one of the best teams in Major League Baseball. To you know, even though these guys might be cut from their 40 man roster, uh, hey, the, they're a lot better than what the hell the White Sox have on the 40 man roster. Yes. I could read uh, 13 names for you right now that I put on Twitter. You can even add Jimmy Lambert to the name uh, to the list uh, of of guys on the 40 man roster right now that the, is full for the White Sox. Uh, Tanner Banks, Declan Cronin, Matt Foster, Davey Garcia, Edgar Navarro, Nicholas Padilla, Luis Patino, Sammy Peralta, Lane Ramsey, Alex B, Zach Remillard, uh, Adam Hazley, Gavin Sheets, and then you could even throw Jimmy Lambert on there. There's 14 guys there that I think are absolutely worse than the five guys that they just acquired. That So that's all I'm saying. So I'm not losing sleep if they cut any of those guys. Yeah. Um, and I'm not losing sleep if they end up deciding to you know, cut Soroka because you mentioned him. He's only pitched like 46 innings since 2020. Yeah. That's not so good. No. That's not, and then he gets shut down in September for a team that's going to be a playoff contender. Like they shut him down and they say, yeah, he's done. They're like, oh, okay. It was with inflammation. And I, Alex Rude, uh, a very, very smart uh, baseball mind, was like, well, the deal wouldn't get accepted if he had an actual ongoing injury. Yes. But my big brain, it's a, I got a doctoral. I don't know if you do this. I don't know yet. Um, I would think that he hasn't pitched since September. Yep. He likely hasn't been throwing if he has inflammation. You'd think if he isn't using those muscles that the inflammation would likely just go down because of inactivity. Um, so I would assume that he would be able to pass a physical for at least the injury that he was put on the IL. But that doesn't mean that he's healthy, ready to go, exactly. right? So it's a lotto ticket. But also, the White Sox had two starting pitchers before this. And what Chris Getz said today um, about this, 
philosophically, you're looking at starting pitching innings. You're looking at control. You're looking at improved defense for a pitcher that certainly can help a major league ball club in Aaron Bummer. He's been productive for us the last couple of years, and I definitely anticipate him being a big part of the Atlanta Braves next year. When you look at our team, I think we're further away than just a left-handed reliever from where we need to go. There was very much a driver in the decision and very happy. Oh, that was, I don't know. Oh, just being a left-handed reliever is what he was using that as. That was very much a driver in the decision, and we are very happy with the return we were able to get from Atlanta. And I agree with him. I mean, again, Mike Soroka might be nothing. Jared Schuster might be nothing. One of them might be something. And if they are something, they're likely going to be able to pitch you 100 innings. That's at least 30 more than what Aaron Bummer is going to give you. Um, And two, like, oh, thank God we have Aaron Bummer to come in and protect a 6-2 to deficit in the seventh (laughs) inning. Like, just if the Braves think that that's going to help their team in the postseason, great. Because I know that Aaron Bummer, a reliever making $5.5 million, does not help the White Sox in 2024 because they aren't competing. And it's a long shot that they'll be competing in 2025. So this is at least a move that says, hey, let's clean up shop here and get some guys that might be something. And if not, no sweat, we'll cut them. Yeah, and uh, Soroka, he has incentive to be good this year, as I always put. This is his walk year. It's his free agent year after this year. He's only 26 years old, and so he would want to firstly pitch well again as he pitched in his rookie year in 2019. It was just a revelation that he came out of, not came out of nowhere, but he was pretty much like, oh, my God, this is real. This is good. I remember getting hurt like at the end of the year. I was like, oh, no, not, not that guy. He's pitched so well. So if he can return to that form, which he did not last year, it was in the brief times that he did pitch for the Braves, it was not good, ungood at all. And he doesn't have the the devastating sinker he used to have back in the day. Now, if they can recapture that as a Bannister would want to do, that would be a pitch that would serve him well for the White Sox because they are setting up for a defense first team when you get Nicky Lopez and he's going to be playing a bunch of games you're looking for a person that's going to pick up every ball that's hit to him and more and got some range there so I like the deal because it gives the White Sox a more balanced team but it is a little bit of bargain shopping but bargain shopping for a when you just have to give up a lefty reliever baby let's go for it the only thing I don't like is that Nicky Lopez is on the team why? Because, because this is the thing. Pedro Grafal is going to see Nicky Lopez. He's like middle infielder. Fast. Top of the lineup. He's not a top of the lineup guy. Please, Jesus, don't put him at the top of the lineup. I can feel that lineup already forming up. And Nicky Lopez hitting late leadoff or he's hitting fucking second. No, don't do that. He's an eighth or ninth hitter. Do not do that, Patrick Grafal. This is the problem with the Herb, getting the Herb. old Royals back. Because, like, oh, I remember Nicky did this and that and that and this and that. And he can bunt a lot. And he led the league in sacrifice mm-hmm. hits for two years in a row. He better not come here and start bunting. Herb. Take that shit to Naperville. Take a sip of your beer. Take that shit. You're talking about lineups in November. Oh, okay. I I want to mark this down on November 17th when we open the season in March and Detroit's here in Chicago. Jason Bernetti's doing the play by play for the Tigers. Here is Nicky Lopez leading off. Did you know? He's not leading Did you off. know that Nicky Lopez was from Naperville? And that's the thing. I, you, you think that, but we're gonna have a show in April. It's like, why is Nicky Lopez still leading off? He's hitting a buck five. Stop it. I guarantee it. 
you're, you're, you're guaranteeing it and you're putting bad energy in the world. It's not happening. They're paying Andrew Benatendi $17 million to bat first. They're paying Yohan Moncada $24 million to bat second. And they're going to have 88 bat third so then he can hit a solo home run to drive in no one because none of those fuckers are getting on base. I'm telling you. Okay, we don't need to get mad about White Sox baseball. It's I'm November. what's happening. That's the only reason I don't like him coming here. I love the guy. He uh, got engaged to his girlfriend in Chicago while they're here as Kansas City Royal. He loves the city. He's from Naperville. So he'll be happy to have this this whole uh, Chicago reunion and people who have seen him play for a long time get to see him a little bit easier here in Chicago. But I guarantee that. If, um, it, if there's nothing else, I guarantee I guarantee that man will be hitting at the top of the lineup for no damn reason. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to just get away from this topic because it seems to be a sore one, Herb. Um, uh, though I'm I'm fine with Nicky Lopez, a, I get to say, local product as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Local product, local product, local product, local product. Did you know he's from Naperville? I didn't. He's a local product. What school do you go to in Naperville? Uh, 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 Naperville. Central. Oh, okay. He's a, he's a Red Hawk. One of them. Uh, the one thing, he plays defense. He does. Well. At second base, if he is their second baseman, eight outs above average last year, and he's making less money than Leary Garcia will make in 2024. Leary Garcia is making four point or five point five million dollars. I think Lopez at max will make four million, and the highest that Leary ever gave run value wise defensively was six. Um, Nicky Lopez is at least a better defender and maybe the same hitter that Leary Garcia was. So. He's back, baby, and now they're paying him basically $9 million. So there you go. If you combine Lopez and Leary's money, the legend still remains. And now he's a local product. Yes, you know? yes. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's... And to point out the it's thing, fine. I don't know if you were watching White Sox baseball in the early 2000s, but... Mike Sorotka? Yeah, there was a pitcher named Mike Sorotka. He was traded for David Wells after the 2000, 2000 season. And he was injured in damaged goods. Kenny put a fast one on the Toronto Blue Jays. Never pitched baseball in the majors again. As Jimmy the Lumberjack brings up, that 33 will be available, will it? Is anybody wearing the 33 for the White Sox right now? I'm guaranteeing when we do shows, I will say Mike Soroka. And even though his name is Mike Soroka, I would say Mike Soroka all day long because he was such a good pitcher. Mm. Like he was like... The pitcher that we're like, man, don't trade him, but we're getting David Wells, so that's a good trade, even though David Wells sucked as a White Sox. I like that Soraka and Wells shared the same number. Yeah. Um, but also, it's going to be interesting because Dylan Axelrod, I brought him up, he wore 33. So do they bring in Dylan Axelrod, and does he take 33? Because, you know, I mean, Soroka's on the team already. Axelrod is a rumor. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe Dylan Axelrod will you know, big-time him and, I think the, and say, hey, kid, I've been here before. I think Dylan Axelrod and Chris Getz were teammates on the White Sox. So <laughs> to get White Sox tradition of giving a job to a person that you played with the White Sox, yeah, it's a good thing for Dylan to be down there in the minor leagues. But what? isn't uh, my guy already down there? Who? Um, who started the 2007 uh, Astros whole thing. Uh, what was his name? With the brain Jeff Blunt? aneurysm. Oh. What? Remember the guy who got the brain aneurysm in the dugout and almost died? And then when Bailey, uh, when, um, they exposed the Astros uh, cheating scandal, it was him who did it. Oh, oh Danny Farquhar. There, Danny Farquhar. He's still at the White Sox. So. Yes, he is. No, no ch- chance for uh, Axelrod to be here. Uh, I mean, why? Just hire more. Why? The more, the merrier. That's no. an expression for a reason. Um, the last White Sox to wear 33. 
Um, I ate a salad today. You're saying something. I just can't think about it. What is it? Steve Stone told him to eat a salad. Oh, Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn. Um, can you scroll up a little bit, Sarah? He's 33. Wow. Yeah. Can you not picture it now? I can't. Him MFing? We're in 33? I was going to say Javi Vasquez. I was going to go way back. Oh, no. Javi, <laughs> uh, there was uh, Edwin Jackson, Brett Myers, Dylan Axelrod, Zach Duke, James Shields. Uh, shout out uh, James McCann and uh, Lance Lynn. Those are all 33 since Javi Vasquez. Uh, could you scroll up to uh, Shulo or Anthony? Uh, I don't know what his name is here. Uh, all right. Fill in the blank. If Nikki leads off opening day, Herb needs to be, I was going to say, uh, you ever hear of the story of uh, Rosemary Kennedy? I've heard of the name. No, I've not heard the, the story. She was though. the one that they gave a, uh, what's it called? A, a lobotomy to. Okay. Yeah, I think you need a lobotomy if if Nikki Lopez was our leadoff hitter. I'm fine with that. Based so I don't know reaction. what baseball is and I won't get mad that <laughs> so, first day. So you can't be harmed by the by. I mean, we would know baseball. it before that because we will do the Pedro would do the dumb stuff he did in the spring training last year where he's hitting Andrew Benintoni third and you're like, oh, that's going to change when the season starts. And no, he was hitting third to start the season. As if that was a thing. Um, I don't think he batted third. No, I don't think that's true. Didn't he bat third like the first like three games? I don't know. I got to find this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And you were pissed about it. Shout and then we probably. went back to it and we're like, why is he batting third? And he's like, oh, Benny's done some things with batting third. And then like a week later, he's like, nah, that's enough. Because Ben Attendee sucks. Uh, Benny. Benny. Batted third seven games. Yes. Hit was. 310. Had a 375 OBP. He slugged 345. Um, he so still kind of sucked. He's he 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 a great average, but he's got to suck. He just sucks. Uh, he's like, oh, man, 375? Man, that man was out there hitting. That was his average. That was everything. His average carried the day. <laughs> uh, batted second in 78 games. Started uh, and batted second 78 games. All right, uh, let's get to uh, the other parts of this trade. So Soroka... Interesting, but not a lot of uh, stock to put in there because of the injuries. Nicky Lopez, you don't want him to be a leadoff hitter, but hey, if he's batting ninth or eighth I want him and he's team. playing second base. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So. Be, Nicky Lopez is a perfect guy on your team if you want to play defense first because that's what he is. And that's if he what, gives you anything offensively, you're like, I'll take that, brother. And that's what Chris Getz has been saying is, is you know, defense, defense, defense. So I, I don't hate it. Um, he's at least backing up with what he says. The other piece is uh, Jared Schuster, 25 years old, again, a former first rounder in 2020 out of Wake Forest, 6'3", 210, uh, left-hander. And the interesting thing about Schuster is before he made his major league debut, the most amount of innings he pitched was in 2019 uh, with 68. He also had a summer league appearance where he threw 32, but that's still, if my math is correct, I think that's 100 innings. Um, so he never topped over 100 innings. And then in his first year with the minor league team, uh, Mississippi and Rome, uh, he threw 30, uh, 73 innings. And then in 2022, 139 and like a third. It. Well, I'm a fan. hold on. It's not all good. Again, they traded him. Uh, so in 2022, they, th they 139 innings and a third. He had a 329 ERA. You like that? 
It's awesome. Okay. I don't. I, even if the ERA was blown up, I like the the innings base for a young pitcher like that yeah. who's a starter. Well, then this year he throws 131, so he goes from 139 and a third to 131, and you see his command starting to go. You see his ability to strike out guys start to go, and yes, he is going from pitching in Double A and Triple A in 2022 to the majors and Triple A. Uh, but in those 131 innings, uh, ERAs of 581 and 501. Uh, in AAA, a whip of 1.684 in the majors, 1.5. My worry, and we kind of see this with Michael Kopech, is he's saying, I'm going to throw 200 innings. No, you're not. Like, I, I don't know if this is something that Jared Schuster should be doing in throwing this many innings. Like, I'm, I think I think that this might be... I'm not saying, hey, don't go try, but it, yeah. it does seem like there isn't really that base to go throw 140 innings and it seems like with two years of doing this it's starting to wear on his ability to control his pitches maybe I'm wrong and maybe they can use and work on his deceptiveness as a lefty but I I got worries I hear you and I want him to use this year as what it's supposed to be a rebuilding year or revamping year for the White Sox and just let the kid go out and do his thing because what else do you have to lose? Like, who else is better than him on the White Sox rotation currently? Cease? Well, no, we don't need to play this game because the no, team no, I'm, sucks. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm <laughs> just saying. Like, there's no one else on the team that's going to be taking his job. Where There's no one else that we're, we're holding back because Jared Schuster's at the pitch. He's a young enough pitcher. Let him throw as many innings as he needs to. See how he is. Because this is the deal that they're pretty much, I mean, they're going to stake a lot of things on. Going forward, I don't think they're going to go out and get a free agent pitcher. I think these guys probably going to be competing with Nestrini and other pitchers for those last rotation spots. So this is pretty much your rotation coming up next year. I don't think you trade for Mike Soroka and... If he's healthy, him not pitching in that rotation. And the same thing with Jared yeah, Schuster. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. These guys are major league, maybe ready level. I mean, Schuster, I have a little bit more question marks. But my question is, like, how much of a starter is he? Like, can you plan for this guy to be throwing 160 innings and, or, you know, making 25 plus starts? Or is he going to break down? My, my worry is that he might be breaking down with the more that you push him. So that I'm just saying like a red flag on him is that oh you start him in the major leagues. I don't yeah. care. This team sucks. Like this team this trade took them from the 30th worst roster in baseball to the 28th worst roster in baseball. They're be- they're better than the Rockies at least now. Are they? Okay, Rockies I'm not playing this game. Cal- just picked up Cal Quantrill. Wow. Cal Quantrill's better than any guy they just picked up. Yeah, but like so it made them better. Okay, all right. Better than the White Sox. They, they got one guy, and they also traded. It was a one-for-one one trade. The White Sox got four guys. I got it. I'm just saying. The but I would rather have Cal Quantrill than all the five guys that, the White Sox That brought. wasn't the question. I know that it wasn't. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the other guys, uh, Braden Shoemake, uh, he's a middle infielder from, I think, Texas A&M, uh, 2019 first round, 21st overall pick. Uh, he th- bats left-handed, throws right, uh, 6'3", 190. Uh, the big thing that has been talked up about him is that he is a left-handed hitter and that he controls his own well. Um, nothing really jumps off the page OPS-wise, though, okay. for him uh, over the past two years in AAA. Um, I think he had an 89-weighted runs created plus and a 72-weighted runs created plus. And the issue that I have is Fangraphs lists his future fielding value as a 45, which is below average, mm-hmm. and the write-up 
at least on the prospect uh, report, is he'd only ever play shortstop until midway through 2022, where he played a few games at second. And thus far in 2023, he spent more time there than on the left side of the infield, despite the Braves' needs at the major league level. Infield versatility creates a more realistic pathway to the big real, big league role, but Shoemaker's throwing has been iffy enough that we mm-hmm. wonder if second base is just a better fit for him. We want to see better defense from our fi- 45 future value middle infield utility player and Shoemaker. Uh, have Shoemaker evaluated here as a more neutral defender whose big league utility comes from his ability to put balls in play from the left side. Um, so it's kind of like a he's a bat first middle infielder, but the bat's average. Yes, that's not good. Yeah, so like I don't know, like like again, I, I'm just it, it's a five for one, which improves their forty man. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of red flags with each of one of these guys. There's reasons why the Braves are so willing to let all five of these guys go. Right. Like, I think most people in Atlanta, and there's, a, I think, a Braves fan in here, were kind of like, mm, those people can go. And even Nicky Lopez, like, he's a decent uh, utility player for the Braves, helped a little bit, was decent for them. So people are like, eh, you could have kept him type of thing. But everybody, nobody's, like, out here just, like, pulling their hair out because Mike Soroka is now a White Sox or a Ryan, Riley, Riley Gowans is gone. Mm-hmm. Well, and but in that one, that's the guy that I think probably has the best future or has the highest upside because he hasn't even come close to doing anything in the minor leagues yet. And he has a his promise. I don't think he's going to be anything necessarily, but he has promise because he's in the low levels right now. Yeah, ninth round pick in 2023 out of L- ILL. I-N-I. I just am going to say that until you like, it's, it's going to be like local product and ILL. I-N-I. Just so you have to, you don't even go there. ILL. Mm. I know. You have to finish it off. If you don't, it's it's disrespectful. No. Look at Jim. Got a picture. Hi, Jim. Jim looking fly. Guy. <laughs> Looks like he's in college. <laughs> he wishes he was. He's got like yeah. one of those, uh, little straws from the beer hat he's got on. <laughs> uh, so our guy Riley Gowans uh, in 2021, 2022, and 2023 pitched with ILL. I and I. Uh, 50 and a third innings pitched in 2021, 66 and two thirds innings pitched in 2022, and 60 60 innings pitched in 2023. Uh, all as a starter, not really impressive. Uh, the best ERA was 486, and then two years with uh, an ERA over six. But something that does stick out is the strikeout to walk ratio: uh, 11.3 K per nine uh, to 2.4 in his last year in college, and then in the minor leagues this year, uh, 15.2, uh, 15 and two thirds innings pitched, uh, 1.15 ERA and uh, 12.6 Ks to 3.4 walks. Uh, so a 0.957 whip. Um, he is a right-handed pitcher. I don't know if the ceiling is the roof there. No, it's not. I mean, he's, he's thrown 15 minor league innings. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Right. Get him molded. You know, pretty much his uh, major league uh, or his uh, professional experience will be with the White Sox. They will shape him, mold him to what the pitcher he will be. And so we'll see how he does. And yes, he's the pride of Liverville, Illinois. Uh, we're going to take a quick break uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about maybe why they traded Bummer. Uh, I know some people are kind of frustrated because they think that he's going to do great with the Braves, but 
I don't know. Enjoy I yourself. Mean, who, who, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll take a break. want to let you know about our friends over at Circa Sportsbook. Our friends over at Circa Sportsbook are proud of their low hold model and their tight money line splits. Games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circa Sports menu, unlike other sportsbooks, which may use a minus 115 or minus 120 split. Circa keeps as little money as possible on large market bets like futures and golf tournaments, especially compared to other books, which will allow them to have this low hold model. So if you are looking to place a bet on the Bears this weekend or maybe a college football game, UNLV and Air Force. I like the running Rebels. Uh, you should head over to Circus Sportsbook because if you are laying the right odds, right, which Circa is proud of their odds, they're the world's largest sports book. They encourage you to compare lines from other sports books and see that you are getting the best deal from Circa. But the reason why you want to bet on the best lines is so that you get the most money possible for your winnings. Uh, it's pretty simple, folks. And all aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the beautiful Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois-app. That's circasports.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you are some you know, if you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537, text GMB833234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? Whoa. Oh, I thought this was it. No, second read of the second part. Oh, okay. My man. I was going with yeah, we, early. I, I Give mean, me CDJR, Will, too much love. You want to you help me out with this one? Go ahead. 588-2300. Empire. Today. Uh, with Empire. Crack wants to say it's like we mean it. Okay, Let's I don't have do. Big Dave singing with me. We got okay. yelled at for having fun ads too. What? Yeah, yeah, our our ads can't be. Uh, they can't be witty. witty. Yeah, the We're socks witty. people don't like it. Well, We're more of a people, dry humor. You guys are more like, like a pow. You're like Catalina wine mixer. Pow. Or, I pow, joined sports. the Bulls podcast just for the ad reads. Like it gives me so much joy. <laughs> right, and that's why you know Dave is like the most lovable person in the world. Um, Anyways, uh, with Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right products for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have copycats, but they can't beat those copycats, can't beat Empire on their quality, service, speed. Uh, so, they advertise low quality products that they simply won't carry. Uh, Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. Empire's philosophy is simple. It's to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. What they leave out of their selection is just as important as what they put in. And you can check out their virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see new f or how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. So schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com slash CHGO for details. So... Brian Bannister, my guy. I'm excited. I think it's the biggest offseason acquisition the White Sox are going to make. Um, obviously, Whit Merrifield is going to happen, but they're not spending over $10 million on a player. So mm. I, I think it's going to be if Brian Bannister. If they're getting Whit Merrifield, they're spending over $10 million for a player. AAV. Yes. He's getting, no, he's getting – it's going to be two years, $18 million. It's going to have a, a mutual option for the second mm. year, and it's going to be $9 million and $9 million. It's going to be 9 and 9 <laughs> no, What? It's, it's going to be more than that. Why? Because it's the White Sox. It's Whit Merrifield. He made more than that last year, so he's going to be asking for more money. After he's going to be coveted by the White Sox, I guarantee you'll be like, if I'm coming to this bad team, I'm going to make my money. I'll be, my money's going to be right next year. 
He made like fourteen million, didn't he? Last nope. year. What do you make? Six point seven five. You sure? Yeah. I'm. The reason why they cut him was because the option was when he got the pay raise. 14. Okay, that was fourteen, yeah. right? Uh, no, the option was eighteen. So they, they were they were going to give him a twelve million dollar increase uh, with that option, and they said, "Yeah, you know, we're good." That's my bet, Sean. Um, you're, right. you're all good. No, but he's going to so, make over double digits. I'll bet. You want to bet a hundred bucks? Not a hundred bucks. Come on, I, I'll bet a hundred bucks because it helped, huh? Because twenty five. Twenty five. No way. No, 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 no. no. I'm not. We're not. I'm not betting. No, who cares? It's fine. When it, when it happens, uh, remind you. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll be here to remind you too. <laughs> um, but uh, I find it odd that Brian Bannister, my guy in analytics and you know pitch design darling, is kind of stepping away from Aaron Bummer, the analytical and pitch design darling, the guy that has Zach Britton's slider, the guy that watched how Zach Britton threw it and tried to replicate it over and over again. Um, I find it weird that Brian Bannister and Ethan Katz are teaming up and going away with the from the lefty with the odd arm angle, and that makes me worried. Like, is it just because they need to trim budget and the $5.5 million was too much? Mm-hmm. I think it probably balances out because Soroka and Lopez probably pushed them over that. I think Lopez is making around $4 million. Um, but what we heard from Bummer and Katz was at some point, like Bummer forgot how to throw a sinker. Uh, the sinker's been coming out of my hand and hasn't been the way that we wanted to in the past. I haven't necessarily known why I was able to do some of the things. It was second nature. It was just how I threw the baseball. I never had to think about it. I never had to do anything to get sink. And now that we're working through finding the rhyme and reason and finding the inner workings of how the ball is coming out of my hands and is supposed to go, I truly believe that this is going to be the biggest stuff, being able to figure that out. As soon as we figure that out, then it's a snap through. Everything else comes into play. When I can throw one bad pitch and understand that's why instead of something uh, that may take weeks to fix. Like this guy, it, it seems like really relievers are finicky. Yeah. Like I, I think that he could be great. He, he might have a, a 2016 Zach Britton year. He also might be Aaron Bummer with his six ERA again, because as much as you can have that lovely, lovely sinker, you have to throw it in the zone. And I know that Chris Getz talked about having more of a defense behind him so pitchers can attack the zone, but mm-hmm. like, there's no promise that they just traded away, you know, a 30 save closer here. Also, the White Sox aren't getting 30 saves. No. And I think they made the decision to get rid of all high price bullpen guys um, first at the trade deadline. And then when they saw this guy, Aaron Bummer, give up a home run to Nick Madrigal. When they said that, they're like, it's over. That's, that's, that's enough. Gave up a home run to Nick effing Madrigal, his first of the year. It's ridiculous. What are we doing out here? And so last year he had, I think, a six ERA, but, you know, the fielding independent pitching was in the threes. So you could say, hey, that shitty defense the White Sox had behind him was what caused him all that extra runs. This year I think uh, the FIP and the uh, ERA were kind of uh, in sync. And so it probably was a signal to them. It's like, do we roll dice on another year of this guy for $5.5 million or do we go and get a bunch of people who the Atlanta Braves are either going to DFA or not tender an offer to? And they could work for us, as you said. Their 40-man roster is a little stronger than the White Sox 40-man roster. You improve the roster that way. And so they said, you know, why pay a guy to get a 5 ERA on a bad team while we can just go and get some uh, lottery tickets and see if those things work out for us? And, you know, Aaron Bummer on a bad team – doesn't make sense. A reliever who's getting paid any type of money except for like, you know, league minimum and or like a 
I don't know. Like, if you trade for a reliever, cool. I, I get it because you need him. Like, if you trade for Craig Kimball and his money is just big, I get it. But for paying for a reliever, that might not be Chris Getz's thing. That might be the thing that he disagreed with Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams on, paying big-time relievers on. And he said, if I ever get that job, I'm not going to be paying relievers to getting outs. I'll be paying guys to get outs, and those people can be league minimum guys that we develop in our own pitch lab so it's cheap sees the examples of the race when they let guys go and you're like why they let that guy go that guy's kind of good because that guy's about to make money that's why yeah and two um you're right about that this is a sign of the old guard that this is Rickon and kenny williams is not mistake but i mean should they have spent been spending this much on the bullpen like that was their biggest misstep oh yeah spending like 33 percent of their budget on the bullpen it seems like Chris Getz is trying to shift the focus on players that are going to play 162, that are going to be starting pitchers, that are going to give you 100-plus innings because those guys are hard to find, and control. That's what he said today. Brian Bannister's job is to figure out the guys that are going to be pitching 60 games, right? And we could pay those guys $2 million, league minimum, whatever. Let's try to find those diamonds in the roughs, and we can use 26 of them because there's no rule to, oh, this guy sucks, let's cut him. Like, I mean, if if you find a guy and he's working and he's got the right mojo, you can keep him and roll with him. But if a guy starts to falter, you have a pitch lab and a pitch design to hopefully have somebody that could step in and, and be great for you. I mean, go look at Kevin Ginkle. Where the hell did Kevin Ginkle come from? Kevin Ginkle's pitching the Diamondbacks to the World Series. And that's the thing. Like, uh, we say it time, for, time and time again that bullpens are fickle from year to year. They're volatile. You don't know what you're going to get. Even in this White Sox bullpen, if you told us at the beginning of this year that Jimmy Lambert's going to be really bad, we'd be like, come on, man. Jimmy Lambert was really solid for the White Sox in 2022. He was really bad this year. And maybe next year, he returns to 2022 form. But you can't you can't uh, to go into next year thinking that he's going to be that. And we know that Chris Getz is an innovator. I mean, I think he was one of the people who brought up the Project Birmingham thing, what was innovative i don't think it worked as he would want it to but it was something doing something different that the rest of the league hadn't do hadn't done and that's what i want from the white Sox: be some innovators if you're not going to be the team that's going to be going out setting markets on the top free agents or developing great talent be innovative on the other stuff have an edge over the other competition set the market on other things where you can do a little bit more um free things because you know you're not going to get fired, but also you know you're not going to get the paycheck or the, the checkbook to sign the people you need to sign up so you can fill out the rest of the roster. So I'm good for this. If they want to do the San Francisco Giants thing where they have a couple solid starters that they know they're going to be pitching every fifth and then like three, four, five guys, they're like, all right, it's your turn in the rotation. You got us? Cool. Go ahead and give us five, six, and maybe if you're good, you'll get the rotation next time every fifth. But if you're not, we'll go to the next guy. And if you're not, we'll get off my team, too. Uh, yeah, the only players that qualified for the Giants last year uh, that reached the innings pitch level to qualify, Logan Webb. They had one guy. Um, they had uh, Logan Webb start 33 games and Alex Cobb start 28. Mr. Cobb. And then after that, Di Scalfani started 18. Ryan Walker started 13. Alex Wood started 12. Ross Stripling started 11. Brebbia started 10. Manaya started 10. Scott Alexander started 8. Kyle Harrison started 7. Keaton Wynn started 5. Jacob Junis started 4. Tristan Beck started 3. So they used 13 starters last year. Um, they don't care. I mean, like, they are just trying to get outs 
that's it. They're just trying to get a certain amount of innings pitched, and especially for 2024, it doesn't seem like the postseason on the horizon. It also seems like any of the five teams can win the AL Central because um, the Royals are up and coming-ish, uh, the Tigers are up and coming-ish, the Twins are falling back-ish, and the Guardians are falling back-ish, and the White Sox are the White Sox. So bad. Yeah, but like... I mean, can a 72-team win a division? Oh. Maybe. <laughs> well, you'll find out in the 2024 no. AL Central. No. Um, uh, and will the White Sox still be 10 games behind that 72-win team? Probably. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the Sox had 11 starters last year. Lambert and Patino only made one starts. Banks made three starts. Urena made five, and then everyone else made double digits. And they had, what, five guys make 20-plus starts? So this will be a different, I, I think, a completely different look than what you've ever seen from a pitching staff I wouldn't even call it a rotation and bullpen because they are just I assume going to be what the Giants have been and that's getting innings and, and not can, really getting starts yeah and you could do this with the staff that they just acquired because they're all young they're just looking to pitch in the major leagues for the most part and if you tell them hey you're not pitching every fifth like a crusty veteran like Lance Lynn like fuck off I'm pitching every fifth and same thing with Lucas Chilito etc cetera, etc cetera. but if a guy comes in who's just looking to establish himself in the major leagues again like Mark Soroka or Jared Schuster, they're like, cool, put me out there, and I'll I'll defend myself. I'll prove myself every fifth day, and I'll prove that I need to be in there. And so, yeah, these guys will be fine, more than fine with the 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 like shuffling of the starting rotation, as it were. And too, I, I do like. I, I was listening to uh, Sox Machine last night, and they were doing free agent pick them. Uh, Josh had the biggest free agent signing for the White Sox this offseason, being uh, Yair. Y- Yariel Rodriguez, uh, the Cuban, Cuban reliever that we saw in the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they're talking that he might possibly uh, make a transition to a starter. I do think they're going to go in international. Okay. I do think that they're going to sign a pitcher that's international. It's not going to be the Yamamoto. Japanese, I'm going to say the Japanese guy? No? It's not going to be Yariel Rodriguez. And we already know it's not going to be Shohei Tani. It's not, he's not pitching in 2024. That's why. Um, that was the only reason, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason. I mean, Jerry's obviously, like, they got the money. Yeah, Jerry's like, no. Nah, this, this, pitcher, this pitcher in 2021 and 2022 pitched 260 innings in a third. 260 in a third innings. Okay. So two seasons, made 54 starts, 260 innings, uh, over 120 in each at least. Uh, the ERA, not too good, 564. Okay. But... Eric Fetty Ugh. is going to be Fetty Wap. a part. Well, Fettuccini is his uh, nickname. Uh, let's let's be let's be fair here. Uh, I think he's Italian. All right, so he's less Fetty Wap and more Fettuccini. No, uh, like the the song or the yeah. the rapper. Yeah, is he is Fetty Wap seventeen thirty eight? I don't know. Um, but in the KBL uh, last year, Fetty uh, one hundred eighty innings pitched uh, ten point. 4.3 K per nine, 1.75 walk per nine, and his ERA was two. Um, so I, I think Eric Fetty might be bouncing back. We've seen we've seen guys like Merrill Kelly who came you know, was just a part of the Diamondbacks uh, go overseas and then come back. I don't know. Maybe Barfield sees something in. I mean, Barfield at least saw something in Kelly or noticed something in Kelly, and then you know maybe Bannister likes the pitch mix. Yeah, I mean we've seen this. Miles Mike- Michaelis has done this. Yeah, and. I think what the Japanese league would be equivalent to what, uh, like in between the double A and triple A in major leagues, like level of play of players, like they have ultimate great talent. Like we're going to see this year, they have good people, but like if we're, if we're doing match for match, they're a little bit slightly less than what the major league talent is out there in 
to Japanese League. Baseball America says KBO is between double A and triple. And so, yeah, if the guy went over there and learned something, they taught him something that he never thought of as Americans can be very stubborn in their teaching and how they learn things and how they retain things. Maybe they had a different perspective and saying, like, you have the built of this guy that we've used in the past. You should do this. And the results are sparkling. So I could see them doing that because that's a low cost uh, deal. But I would like them to shoot a little higher. Herb, I would too. I would too. I I wanted Kyle Schwarber. And then I had to downgrade to Michael Conforto. And then they they signed Andrew Benatendi, right? I mean, like, (laughs) I I, I wanted Bryce Harper. And then I had to move. I I had to adjust off that too. Like, who's the guy this offseason that you do not want on the White Sox so they can be a White Sox at the end of the year? Oh, Whit Merrifield. Oh, God. I don't want Whit Merrifield to be a White Sox. I don't want them to sign him. It's just going to happen. Like you were like, I'll take any left or right fielder in the market and except for Andrew Benintendi. (laughs) And then that fateful December day, Andy Andy Benny coming through. I guess I just don't care. You know, last year I cared. I I thought that whoever they were going to add would make a difference and maybe, hey, they'd win the AL Central. What? They're going to add, they're going to make a decision on a right fielder between, you know, uh, a, a, a tier B guy and a tier C guy. Oh, what they're going to go for? Hernandez. 90? Yeah, it's either Ty Oscar Hernandez, Adam Duvall, or like Hunter Renfro. What they go from ninety-seven wins to ninety-five. Cool. <laughs> they trade him by April, August. Like, well, cool. Like, I don't. I whatever. Uh, I, I I like so far what Chris gets. What he said, he's backed up, and it's been one move. But hey. It's kind of fresh. Yeah, it's a. Hey, <laughs> it's, it's it's a. I did not expect a move like this. I don't think anybody expected a move like this from anybody, much less Chris Getz. Like to get five players in the building for a reliever that you were pretty much soured on. I'm in. That's a good move for Chris Getz on his first real move that he's done in this offseason. Do you have a grade? I would say you know just on first blush for what they're gonna do. I would say it's a B minus. Okay. I was going to give it a C plus. Yeah. There you go. It's not like ass kickingly great. You're not getting anybody that you know is going to be great for the White Sox or even good. What you're going to get is probably professional baseball from Nicky Lopez. And maybe you get some uh, flashbacks from Mike Soroka. The only way this is a bad trade for the White Sox is if Aaron Bummer is saving game seven of the Braves and had like 30 saves or whatever, right? And he becomes, you know, their, their favorite closer of all time, whatever. That's the only way that White Sox fans will even remember this trade. Yeah, even then you're like, he wasn't going to do that here. Exactly. They're not going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like the Chris Paul meme. Like, uh, Chris Paul drains a three, and now they're down 38. Uh, Aaron Bummer strikes out the side. White Sox lose 11-2. to two. <laughs> Awesome. And he gave up three of those runs. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick Magical hit a three-run home run. All, all un- no, all unearned. Because <laughs> okay. the, the defense is just butchering it. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, we gave out our grades. Uh, we got some more Chris Getz comments, and then we'll play a little game, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, we have 51 likes, which we appreciate. Uh, keep hitting that thumbs up. We got 100. Nine people watching. Oh, wow. Hit that thumbs up button, people. Ooh, Come on. Wow. Um, want to let you know about our friends over at Varsity Coolers. It's a thing I'm holding right here. That's amazing. Look how cool it looks. Uh, they got the little bears colorway here. Um, the, 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 the blue and orange. I don't know if I'm legally allowed to say bears. Um, it's got that Chicago football team's uh, 
colors there and numbers. <laughs> uh, all the retired the, numbers on the side of the here. Big games there that they played in. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> the Chicago the flag. Big game. The uh, the also the year it was uh, established in uh, a little football in, in 1920. The inside's my favorite. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a little flap here that's magnetically sealed. You got little zippers. Uh, for podcast listeners, this isn't the, the best uh, ad read, I guess. Uh, it, they have a unique design. Their exterior features team colors. The bottom has a map of the city. Look at that. Uh, we could see if we could see back of the yards on there. Uh, back of the yards. The banner has the landmarks right here. You got the the bean and certain sky uh, line markings and, and, and teams. Uh, and then inside, I got I grabbed the wrong one. Uh, is uh, you know some deep dish pizza and some hot dogs. It's real cute. Uh, it doubles as a cooler. It's waterproof and double insulated and a travel duffel fits in a golf cart or as a carry on luggage. It's a perfect Christmas gift, uh, Hanukkah gift, holiday gift. There's 21 teams represented. So uh, they've fit, for, fit perfect for the football fan in your life. Uh, it also works as a gym bag. Uh, the inside is very easy to wipe down. It's a nice, uh, uh, you know, uh, liner so you can keep cold drinks or like ice in there or if you're sweating it out just wipe it down with a nice paper towel so head over to varsitycoolers.us and use code chgo at checkout for 10 percent off your order that's varsitycoolers.us and use code chgo at checkout for 10 percent off your order this thing's really cool it is are you in the market for a new vehicle if you are then we have some great news for you we're on the same team as ray chrysler dodge jeep and ram in fox lake at Ray CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now, during the Black Friday sales event at Ray CDJR in Fox Lake, 0% financing is now available on select new models all month long. But that's not all. Just for listening, you can get a free oil change when you mention CHGO for Free at the free. service center or mention CHGO when you book online at RayCDJR slash service. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram because they are our only team that we recommend. Visit them today at Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit RayCDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com. Serving the community since 1963. Uh, Brett Breen in the chat saying, Happy Friday, my dudes. Uh, to all the dudes out there, all the dudettes, all the, the people out there. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Brett. Uh, crack, crack a goose island. Uh, enjoy yourself. And yes, Kevin, that cooler is sick. The cooler is Thank sick. You, sir. Um, all right, so Chris gets quotes. Um, we don't have the actual audio here. We don't have the video, so I don't know the context. Can you just be so Chris Getz? Can you, don't have, you shoot have the messenger? I don't have my sunglasses. Uh, I don't have my Chris Getz ones. Okay, the, the the cheap ones. I have my my sunglasses are too nice. Yes. Um, he got those from a score giveaway. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah, those are the same. What that's what I was trying to do. Oh my that goodness. day when I put on those sunglasses, those were my score sunglasses, and it's the same one, the same ones, man. Uh, but I don't know how to take these tones because when Vinny tweeted out the Oscar Colas thing about him not going to winter ball and how he chose uh, to go to Florida, Vinny kind of made, made it sound like, you know, Chris Getz was like, eh, you know, we're, we're fine with it. He, you know, both things will be good for him. But then I see that John Greenberg tweets at you and says, Chris Getz sounds pissed. <laughs> so again, we don't know the context of this. So feel free to take all of this out of context. Um, I think this might be the money quote of all of this. How difficult, and again, we don't have the full 
question transcribed, but how difficult is trying to rebuild, but not a full scale rebuild? And they don't use the word rebuild. So I don't think they're calling it a rebuild. It's a revamping. Chris says, I think it's important to have for the organization and certainly myself to have a clear understanding of what we're trying to accomplish both in the short term and long. I've regularly been communicating that to our staff on every situation, every scenario, every opportunity that comes your way. It's a lot easier to make a sound decision with knowing what pathway that falls into. I just really like the way that he is processing things. Maybe it's all talk, but it does seem like a lot of his talk is lining up and I don't know what his next move is, but I wasn't expecting this move. Nope. And I like this move. I gave it a C plus. We gave it a, you gave it a B minus. I'm fine to give it a B minus. That's a passing grade. You know, I, I, I like this move. I don't know. I mean, like, it, it does seem that it's possible that if they do have Luis Robert and the pitching staff, that they could be competitive in 2025. I mean, yes, the, the, the vision is bad. But, yes, right. you need to have outsized years from people that you haven't had them from. And a long time, like if you don't trade Aloy Jimenez, he has to play a lot and he has to hit home runs. Finally, his, uh, his career high is 31. You need more than that. And you need Yoan Moncada to show up. And maybe Nicky Lopez can run into a couple of those. So, yeah, uh, I, at the end of the next year, while we're sitting here doing the offseason show for the 2024 year, I'll say, hey, that was a decent year from the White Sox. And that deal that they did on November 16th, man, what set a, what a setup right there. Mike Soroka was the fifth best pitcher in the American League. He got his form back. Look at Chris say, I mean, Chris uh, gets. I don't necessarily think that I will say that next year, but the process, as you said, is good. His process seems to be in the mode of, um, we're rebuilding, guys. Jerry Reinsworth said something different, which... I don't know if if those things are going to like clash at one time because Jerry's going to realize like, oh, yeah, you're just stripping down the parts a lot and getting some new stuff in here, which is kind of a, a rebuild slash revamping. That's why they want to do it quickly because you're still getting major league talent out of these guys who are coming from Atlanta. So you're not like having to wait years for these guys like you had to do with Yohan Moncada, uh, Kopech, et cetera, et cetera. So your word of revamping seems a little bit more apt in this case. And so I would expect if they do a deal for other players, like if Aloy has to go or if they find a partner for Dylan Cease, that would be the same. Those players would be major league ready and or already major league players. And so you could just go on the go and you could just still compete while not, uh, you know, sacrificing the future and future monies too. Uh, Lee Greer is saying uh, that it is a retool, that uh, they were already tools, but they're doing it again now. Um, I like Lee's style. As an Ecknerwall guy myself, I like his style. I cannot do that. It's confusing the absolute hell out of me because I don't understand what he's added to the end of his name because I understood. Uh, I've worked very hard to understand Lee Greer, mm-hmm. um, but now I also I don't get the Drick part because how am I supposed to say that? It's more romantic that way. Eel <laughs> rear trick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I knew uh, Eel because my middle name is Lee. <laughs> uh, the final quotes uh, were gets on Colson. Uh, what is Nikki Lopez's impact on when Colson will come up? Chris said it won't have an effect on Colson. Colson's a special talent. He is, and he'll certainly let us know when he's ready. I will say that whether it be feedback from other organizations, the coaches on the Glendale team, and certainly my personal assessment, it was impressive fall league for him. 
what he did in the box, the decisions he makes, the temperament, the under control operation that he has really stands out. It stood out to many. And defensively, he was a really solid defensive at shortstop. He was certainly one of the players that was talked about. Brian Ramos was as well. To have those guys on the left side of the infield there in Glendale was fun to watch and look forward to 2024 for both of those players. We do feel uh, we do feel like both of those guys are not only taking off, but ready to take off even further. And then there was a follow-up talk about Montgomery making the team. Uh, is there any talk about Montgomery making the team out of spring? And Chris said... No, no, there hasn't been any talk of that. So uh, we can finally uh, strike down That's all awesome. the uh, Chris get or will uh, Colson Montgomery be the opening day shortstop? That's awesome. Um, I want he'll be here in uh, May. I hope somebody who's watching in Nicky Lopez himself knows the Nicky Lopez because I don't know if you guys know this local product from Naperville. Is he really? He is. What high school did he go to? Naperville Central, of course. Is that the means Red Hawks. He must be a local product. We almost beat them in high school, ninety-five. Um, they were the number one team in the nation. Glory days. It was. Um, but get him in the couch. I could tell him to his face, like, "Hey, man, I like you. Your defense is excellent, man. Love that you love Chicago, but if your ass is at the top of the lineup, I'm coming to see you. Well, actually, I'm not Stop coming it. to see you. I'm coming to see uh, Pedro. Let Nicky uh, Lopez. I was gonna uh, let Nicky Lopez enjoy his holidays. All right, all right. His, he's finally getting to come back home. Uh, he, you know, he he gets to in, you know his family is where he works. Get to see him, and now man. you're just like trying to harass this man. I'm not trying to harass him. I just like I just want to put into his mind. Hey, man, you're great, and your defense first. Your ass better be in the eighth spot. Hey, if you if you have that 2021 year where you're hitting. What, uh, I think 300, 370? By all means, at the top of the lineup. But his career says otherwise. Tell me about our diehard program. Oh, yeah, we have Why are we talking about Nicky Lopez? We did that for 40 minutes, and then you're going back to Nicky Lopez. Leave Nicky Lopez alone. Sorry, Nicky Lopez and Nicky Lopez's family. Um, Podcasts like you're listening to and or watching right now, five days a week for CHGO White Sox, Bulls, Bears, Hawks, and the Cubby. So you get it from every team. If you become a diehard, You'll get this box that is right in front of me if you're watching on YouTube right now. In that box will be a t-shirt that is free of your choice. Not this t-shirt I have on right now. I usually wear a CHGO t-shirt. Today, I just changed it up a little bit. So you get a t-shirt, you get a member card, you get stickers, and also 20% off future merchandise products like this. This hat I have on right now from CHGO. Look at right on the screen. Thank you, Sarah. 20% 20% off of that, 20% off of events like the Bulls takeover that's happening tonight. Matt Peck is right over there. You can't see him. <laughs> you get to chill out with Matt Peck, Big Dave. Will will even make an appearance after he's doing his... I'll uh, be there. And Sarah will be there in the house too. So 20% off of those takeovers. So get your damn stuff now. They're going to be doing other takeovers this year. Same thing with the Blackhawks. So... Become a diehard member today. You get premium written content from uh, Vinny Duber, uh, Matt Peck, Will Gottlieb, uh, Adam Hogue, etc. on allchgo.com. Dope merch, free t-shirt when you become a diehard member, as I said. And you can join us in the members-only Discord at the CHGO Lounge, is what we call it. On Mondays, we scour the D- CHGO Discord and we ask you, what do you need to ask us for our Mailbag Monday? And so... Becoming a member gets you on the show automatically with your questions on Mailbag Monday. But now we have a Black Friday sale coming up this week. Next week, the shirts could be up to 90% off. Team gear, at least 20% off. CHGO gear, 33% off. Hoodies, 10% off. And hats, 10% off. Or $10 off. Goodness gracious. 
So, oh my God, there's so much stuff. I'm going to be buying some stuff. So you better get there first before I get there. Spend $75 or more and receive a $15 gift card and more. Some restrictions do apply. So become a CHGO diehard today. Today. Uh, also want to let you know about our friends over at FOCO. Uh, get fitted in the best sports gear around with our friends over at FOCO. They have hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Uh, there is a lovely TA and Southpaw uh, bobbleheads on the banner back here. They helped us uh, deck out our set um, with this these guy. beautiful uh, bobbleheads. Uh, so go check them out and go them, go show them some love at FOCO.com. That's F-O-C-O dot com or click the link in the description below. For online pre-sale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off uh mailman jack making a good point nikki lopez big rib fest guy rib fest <laughs> has moved though mailman jack from naperville to the best city in wheaton oh. the best city in dupage county wheaton you the county it. seat of course you messed it up um sorry nikki lopez we stole your rib fest finally we got a quick uh, little game here yep uh would you rather and make sure you hit the thumbs up button we're getting close to dallas keiko likes which i think is 60 uh would you rather Marcus Stroman or Sonny Gray? Uh, we got a little graphic here. Since 2019, Stroman, 638 and two-thirds innings pitched, 338 ERA, 126 ERA plus, a 1.17 whip, and a 12. F4, Four. Sonny Gray, uh, 670 score, innings pitched, <laughs> uh, 322 ERA, a 138 ERA plus, a 1.147 whip, and a 16.4 F war. Would you rather have the White Sox sign Sonny Gray or Marcus Stroman? Um, I was thinking that Marcus Stroman was younger than he is, but he is 32 currently. He'll be 33 by next year. Sonny Gray just turned 34 at the beginning of this month, the day after my birthday. November 7th is his birthday, hmm. so he'll be 34 this whole next year. That makes a big difference. I was going to go with Stroman if I thought he was like 31, you know, more of in in his prime time, but the numbers say that. Uh, Sonny Gray, only a year older than him, would be a better option for any team, much less the White Sox. And so I would go reluctantly, even though I've shit on him this whole offseason, with Sonny Gray over Marcus Stroman. And because, too, I thought that Marcus Stroman was a better fielder than he is. He's not. Mm. According to Fielding Bible last year, defensive run saved. Marcus Stroman was three. Sonny Gray, four. Sonny came home last That's night. Cool. Yeah, so I, don't get that I will reluctantly, it's an 80s, 90s song. Hmm. It's a bad 90s song, too. Oh, okay. Uh, you were reluctantly what? Reluctantly saying Sonny Gray, that is going to be the guy that I would pick over Marcus Stroman. And Marcus Stroman comes with a lot of off-the-field type of tweeting and nonsense that people have uh, you know, run... He's run himself out of a couple of situations. The, the meth people don't like him too tough. A couple of people are actually fine with him. Um, I think if our guy KPW is in here, he could speak a little bit more of his Toronto time. But the Mets people are like, fuck that dude. Sarah, did you just respond to Kevin in the chat on what F4 was? Yeah. With the equation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sarah's a nerd. I was trying to be helpful. Sarah's a huge nerd. I think more, uh, so I think he was just more wondering, it, it's just Fangraph's version of war. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Kevin can calculate whatever he's figuring out. He's like, oh, batting runs and runs bases and runs. It's funny when I did look at that, I was like, I was like, I feel like this is like too much. Yeah, a little bit too much. Kevin's got his TI eighty three out. He's like, oh, okay, I got it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let me just go find Sonny Gray's uh, league adjustment <laughs> numbers. All right. Uh, I want to let you know. Uh, or No, I don't want to let you know anything. We're done. Uh, that's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Ecknerall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Thank yeah, you. You get, you get a uh, Bible verse in every rib, Jack, <laughs> when it comes to Wheaton. Oh. Is it? It is already in Wheaton. It's, it's crazy over there? <sighs> It's the reason why I don't live in Wheaton. I never will again. Okay. Uh, we're going to slander Wheaton on our way out. I'm Sean Sorry, Anderson. Uh, I love I will love the north side. So all the rest of it is terrible. You can follow us at uh, me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. And uh, thank you to Sarah for producing the show. We got to 60 likes. That means we can legally end the show. Goodbye. Goodbye.